you need to calm down. <laughs> You're being too loud. That's what everybody always says to me. <laughs> It's like I wrote that song. Yeah. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the clubhouse. I'm Beth. And I'm Kirsten. And this is the Made for TV Movie Club podcast. Hey, guess what, Beth? What? We want to welcome our new listeners in Nova Scotia, Nova Canada. Scotia. I love yes. saying that, Nova Scotia. And Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I was just there, but it wasn't me listening. No. No. Mm. Well, hello and welcome, everyone. We also want to give a huge thank you to our editor, Marjan. I hope that I said that correctly. I know. We're he, from the Midwest, so we, us, we're Marjan. doing our best. He's been editing for us for almost a year now and yeah. has done a great job. Yeah. So thank you, Marjan. Yeah, he's a nice yes. guy too. So I really, that's, and he's done such a great job. I, we, we're we so grateful. Us, uh, yes, we are. Mm-hmm. Give him a big old shout out. Yep. So Case. Yes. Are we exhausted yet? No. Oh, we haven't even started. Haven't even started. We're about ready to go here. Yes. Woohoo. So we 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 actually just filmed the next episode because yeah. we like that movie we, better. We didn't film it though. We recorded Why it. Why do I keep saying I don't know. that? <laughs> That's hilarious. Why do I keep saying that? <laughs> Nobody wants us to film. They don't want to see all There's the There's a reason stuff. we don't film. Because <laughs> the antics are just too much. Too much. Too mm-hmm. many antics. So too many. Okay, so where do we start? Okay, so this movie is called Her Married Lover, but the original name for this movie was A Clean a Clean Kill. Yes. According to the film director, Roxanne Messina Captor's website in the show notes if you want to look it up. Yep. So it was called A Clean Kill, and then it was changed to Her Married Lover. Mm-hmm. So this is a strange, this is a strange way that this made it through. Yep. So, well, I don't even know where to start. Here. I don't even know. Blurred okay. lines. So. Blurred lines. Right? Mm-hmm. So, okay. So let's, let's, let's say this. So this is our first movie that actually premiered on Lifetime. Correct. But it wasn't a film festival first. Yes. And this movie has all the hallmarks of what's supposed to be a feature film. Okay. In my opinion, now let me run this by you. Do you think it's possible that this was supposed to be a feature film? For whatever reason, they're like, no. So they cut it or edited or revised it somehow to get the mess that it became? That may, that could explain a lot. I mean, it's the only explanation for how... Messy. Weird. And, and weird. And not good. It was bad. It was bad. It was really bad. It was really bad. Mm-hmm. To be fair, yeah. I, should I blame a listener? No, I'm just saying. <laughs> Somebody recommended it, yeah, no, and we follow true. your recommendations. But but let us never forget: there is nothing better than, than a, a bad, bad movie. movie, except for this one. I'm not sure. I was sure. just it was mm. uncomfortably bad. It, it was. It, there were so many things that didn't work that I uh-huh. think if it had been, if it had been, it things just didn't work. Nope, it and just I, didn't. It work. was trying to do. It was trying to be very femme fatale, fatal attraction. Yes, and it wasn't at all correct. That's. That's that's what I have to say. Yes. So, but anyway, first Lifetime movie. According now, a lot of the movies we do end have ended up on Lifetime, but this one actually premiered on Lifetime. Yes. I purposely, case. I think we've talked about this. I purposely have avoided, which is why we do seventies, eighties, nineties made for Lifetime movies because made for TV movies. Well, no, I, I've avoided like movies. Oh, you've avoided doing Lifetime, yes, correct. Only because. I think that, well, there's also, there's already a podcast that does that Mm -hmm. from Lifetime, Mm -hmm. but also I'm like, are they going to sue us? But I think you have to be like a big, important podcast to care. Yeah. So here we are. Yeah. No regrets. We'll be fine. All right. According to the movie database. So this is not IMDb. This is called the movie database. Okay. Which I just found out about. 
Her Married Lover is a TV movie from October 7, 1999. I looked it up. It did it. It did premiere on Lifetime. Okay. The tagline is there's a blurred line between fantasy and reality. Okay. I would say there is a blurred line between good writing and not good writing. Yes, it's true. The overview from the website reads film editor Katie and suspense novelist Richard share an erotically charged moment during a hostage crisis, which is so weird, mm -hmm. before embarking on a rapturous affair. When Richard's wife is killed in a suspicious accident, the lovers are accused of murder. That's an interesting... Okay, we'll just go with that. Right. I've got nothing. Before I go any further, I just want to say, remember in the 70s case when TV shows and movies all had this trope of if your brake line was cut, that you couldn't stop? Yeah. Which is sort of true, except for the cars always kept accelerating. Yep. Mm -hmm. Have you ever taken your foot off the gas? Yeah, no. It, it stops. stops. Mm -hmm. Or you go slow enough that you yeah. can or run. Or put it in neutral. Or, or, there's yep. so mm -hmm. many ways for that not to happen. It's true. This movie stars Roxana Zal as Catherine Katie Griffin. Okay. She is the youngest primetime Emmy Award winner. Congratulations. Do you remember something about Amelia? Not at all. That was at age 14. We should do that movie. I think 10 Dancing is in it too. Okay. That is on my list of movies we need to do at some point. Okay. We also have to do, maybe we'll do it in the fall because we, we know someone at the day after. Yeah. We've talked about that. Yeah. Those, something about Amelia and the day after were very big TV events. Okay. So she is also, she's also won two Young Artist Awards and is a Gold Globe nominee. Congratulations. Right. She was featured in a movie called The River's Edge, which okay. is Crispin Glover. It's a, it's, it's based, that's based on a true story about kids who kill a student, a fellow classmate, and then nobody, nobody goes to the police or anything. And they take their friends down, take people down to see the body. I it's, just listened to a podcast about that. Yeah. It's crazy sad. It's based on a true story. Yep. It's a crazy movie. Watch it if you get a chance. Okay. She left showbiz early in the in the early 2000s, and she became a fashion designer. Normally, I don't do these things, but I looked up her Instagram, and yeah. she makes some really cute dresses. Awesome. Yeah. Golden Globe nominee, Perry King is back, Case. Yep. No bad ponytail Thank this time. Goodness. Yes. We saw him in Face of Evil. Yeah. He's got 100 acting credits. He's He's been around a long time. He has. He's had recurring roles on Big Love, Spin City, Almost Home. Congratulations. Right on. And he starred in, I counted, more than 30 TV movies and more than a half a dozen TV miniseries. Excellent. He'll be back again. He will. Yeah. Golden Globe nominee, Daniel Benzali plays Detective Lansing. Excellent. With more than a dozen TV movies and a stint on General Hospital. On his IMDb credits, Benzali is probably best known for his roles on the TV show Murder One. I never saw that one. Nope, me neither. And The Agency, I never saw that mm, one either. Nope. I did see the movie Murder at 1600. Nope, I, I did think, not. Is that Denzel Washington uh, and Lane? Um, What's her name? Lane. Diane Lane. Diane Lane, I okay. think. Okay. If I recall correctly. Why don't you look that up while I continue to you start go. the story? You go, girl. All right. The very long introduction begins with a frantic and crying Katie Griffin driving in the city. She flashes back to a country road where she is waving down Laura Manhart as they are each driving their own cars. Laura puts her brakes on and it appears that they are failing. Dun, dun, dun. Katie reports. So she pulls up to the police station. She reports a uh, murder. Like, I need to report a murder. Yep. So she meets Detective Lansing and she explains that she's having an affair with Richard Manhart, who murdered his wife, Laura. 
Laura is currently at the bottom of a cliff and Richard, a famous mystery novelist, is signing books at Bookham. That's a great name for a bookstore. That's a great name for a bookstore. All right. The AC isn't working in the interrogation. And the weirdness begins. Yep. Katie tells Lansing that she met Richard eight months prior at the mini mart during an armed robbery. And there's this very, very... I I the, I mean this is like you know this is and it's so crazy that it's just creepy the whole time the the whole this time whole movie has so many creepy scenes yes this is just the the very first creepy part is where they're like follow the yellow line and she walks down yeah like and, she's and, in a hospital and then Lansing is standing on either side of the yellow line it's weird it's very weird Katie is shopping in a grocery store how do you even explain this she's like the only person in there except the cashier and a young man. Then the young man pulls a gun on the cashier and says, this is a robbery. Katie gets scared. She's hiding behind the end cap of the aisle. And this supposedly Richard is, reaches a gloved hand over her face, covers her mouth. Which makes no sense. Why did he do, like, why would he cover her face? I, I think and then like sexy to... whispers to her, We're in, you're invisible. You're invisible. And then starts molesting her, essentially. Pulls her out of danger. She never sees his face, but he he grabs her boobies. So, and okay. It's so weird. Like, did that even happen? Yeah. I, well, the, the guy who played the armed robber was in Starred in Children of the Corn, the movie. Yes. Then the clerk shoots and kills the armed robber. Right. All right. Now, in slow motion. It's in super, slow motion. Because yep. then he says, one of them has some cheeky line that's supposed to be funny. I can't remember. I don't it's even we- it's remember. So it's so weird. It's so weird. But then it gets weirder. It's, yep. You think it's not going to get weirder, and it does. But we're going to cut from that, and right. we're going to go back to the interrogations and in one of the creepiest made for tv movie scenes we've seen lansing leaves the interrogation room to get katie a water and she stands in front of the oscillating fan rubbing her hands over her cheek and her neck while fantasizing that a gloved richard is caressing her breasts from behind during the robbery so weird he's whispering that nobody can see them and when the robber falls he tells katie that they can be seen why? Why? So I, I mean, there's no reason for that. Well, at all, I've got some theories and I'll okay, say good. it at the end. Good. Yeah. I can't wait because okay. I have none. Lansing asks Katie how she knows it was Richard. And she says that she heard him reading his novel on the radio and recognized his voice, which prompts Katie to sign up for Richard's writing class. Yeah. All right. So which now, I should say I didn't. I, this is an adult writing class. Yes. Like it's like a night school kind yes. of thing. Yes. So when Katie arrives in class, <laughs> Richard She's late and it's like the first night of class and he walks behind her and starts rubbing her shoulders. Case, I'm going to just cut in here and say that was the moment that I knew that something was amiss because you would, I am a college instructor. I have never, never touched another student. Never. I get, yeah. Never. Not even like hug to say goodbye. This was a great term. You do not do that. No. And I started teaching about the same time this movie came yeah. out. All right. So after class, we've got Richard denying being at the mini mart, but she sees him putting gloves on. So Clearly that's, yeah. Okay. That's, that's proof. All right. Now back to the time of this flashes back. Yeah. Forward, back and forth, back, back and forth. forth. The whole so time. now we're back to the, after the accident and we've got a police officer finding Laura and her car at the bottom of a cliff and reports it to detective Lansing who is the one interrogating Katie. Okay. Now, again, we're still in now time and we're, we're at the we're at a book signing and detective Richard is there 
And detectives King and Rollins arrive and they escort him to the hospital to see Laura. Yeah. And at this time, Richard denies any affair with Katie. Right. Okay. Then Lansing tells Katie that Richard is denying their affair. And later she tells Lansing, he's like, well, what do you do for a living? And she's like, oh, well, I cut films. So, okay. Is that that the same as editing? Because I've I've seen both and I've never heard cutting film. I felt like she was like repairing them. Yeah, I felt like that was different. But then in that description, it said editing. So it doesn't matter. Who knows? It's unimportant to the movie. All right. So now we've got a flashback again. Yet another. Uh Uh-huh. Now, in this flashback, we've got Richard coming to Katie's work. He puts on her work glove because when you're working with like film, like the strip of film, you wear cotton gloves so you don't get the oils from your hands on right. the on the film. Okay. He puts on her work glove. See, this is a theme. Gloves on his hands. Right. And touches her face. He rubs her back and asks why. She asks him. I'm sorry. She asks him, why didn't you stay at the mini mart? And he says, I didn't want to get involved. And then he takes off the glove and leaves. Okay. Oh, and then she says, I didn't put this in the script, but she's like, how did you know I lived here? And he's like, oh, I saw it on your registration. Again. You never, never get that information about no, students. No, you no, might no. get a, you'll get the email and you might get a phone number and that's it. You don't no. ask them where they live, where they work. Uh, also, when you, when you sign up for classes, you don't write down where you work. I think that she works from her home. I feel no, like I she know, works but I mean, you home. wouldn't write on your registration form. I work here. No, you know, no, she does work somewhere because she had a coworker. Oh, remember? Well, okay. Unless the coworker came to her. Anyway, doesn't matter doesn't matter we need to i need to wash my brain okay katie tells her best friend brenda that she met a guy um when they were out for a run michelle green plays brenda and she has what three minutes in this film yeah what a waste to brenda green mm-hmm. who was on la law for michelle years. green michelle green yep yeah very sad katie reads her story to okay so now we're at class and katie is reading her story to the class and it's about an armed robbery and everyone claps and she takes a picture of Richard. So, okay. Okay. All right. Now we're still in like a flashback mode and we've got, it's night in the city and Richard and Katie are on a rooftop. Richard tells Katie that he liked her story. He gives her a signed book that says to a special, incredible, beautiful woman, love Richard. And then this is a weird exchange. And there's a weird exchange where she asks him several times to teach her everything. And he tells her that he has nothing to teach her and... That he hasn't written anything in five years. Katie offers to help him feel again. And there's a heavy makeout sesh. And I'm just pausing because it's just... Uh, all of the scenes between Katie and Richard are just gross. Yeah. But also... Creepy. If I even had to cut out how many times I wrote in a flashback. This whole movie is a flashback yeah. to a mm-hmm. flashback to the present to a... Fa- it does, it's all over the place. Yep. All right. Now, coming back to the present... We've got Richard at the hospital where he learns that Laura is in a coma and the doctors are doing everything they can say they can do to save her. And now back at the station, we've got Detective Lansing reporting to Katie that Richard actually has an alibi and that he denied the affair. So, so I texted you this. He he has an alibi for what? He could have cut that line any time. Do, do you know what I'm saying? I know. Like, I like how do they even why know do it's you murder? Still, why are you still questioning such things, Beth? I know, but and why did Katie... 56 episodes right, in. Katie reporting is reporting a murder, but su- supposedly she wants to be with Richard, so why would she report a murder? Because they would never know it was murder if she just drives off a cliff. Just, do you the know break what lines saying? are cut. They're going to figure it out anyway. All right, Katie, not necessarily. Maybe. Not. How many times do people get away with murder in this country? A lot. All the time. 
All right. Katie tells Lansing that Laura comes from old money and that she keeps Richard on an allowance. And this is supposedly her proof that they're having an affair. Yep. And Katie says that she and Richard kept their relationship a secret and tells Lansing that she took another class from Richard in the fall so she could keep seeing him. <sighs> All right. So let's just take a break and listen because that might help you understand what's or not. going on. Boyfriend's got a pretty good alibi. I'm sure. He says he never touched you. You believe that? I'm just trying to find out what's what. Well, I told you. Tell me something about it. Just give me some examples of something, whatever. Um, his wife, Laura. Old money, um... She keeps him on an allowance. Okay. What about the two of you? Tell me something about that. Um, we kept a pretty secret. I mean, nobody in class knew. Not even the second one. Second one? The second class. Richard teaches a class in the fall. Well, why'd you do that? Take a second class. Because I knew that I could see him all the time. Okay, at this point, I have a lot of questions. And I'm only going to say one of them. And that is, if the brake line was cut when she left her house, wouldn't the car have... I know, she's rolling her eyes at me. I'm not rolling my I eyes. I'm laughing. just in the back of your head. <laughs> I just think this is a terrible way to murder somebody, Richard. If you're a novelist and you're so smart... Couldn't she just poison her or something? Better? Maybe dropped her over the banister. <laughs> God. I mean, the brake line would have, the brakes would have failed. But even still, maybe, if he maybe, maybe the brake fluid, there's enough in when it's first cut to stop once. And when you stop that once, you push all of that. Then, then the hydraulics don't work anymore because there's no fluid then. I don't know, but today... Uh, she had a pretty fancy car. She was driving like a BMW. I don't know if that would have, there would have been a, like a I don't know thing. why you spend so much time worrying because about Because it that. bothers me because why would he need an alibi? He could have cut that brake line at midnight and she just hasn't left the house yet today. Could be. What's the alibi? Could be. Murder. So now we have yet another flashback. Katie arrives. So Katie comes home and Richard jumps her from behind with his black glove on. Yep. Creepy. Literally, like it looks like he somebody's... might as well still have the ponytail. Can I just say that? Right, I know. I I agree. Yeah, but it make this makes no sense. So he's like holding her from behind after he mm -hmm. jumps her, and he's like, "Don't move." It's so stupid because I think that this stupid. whole movie is based on the idea that women want to be molested in some way. Yeah, right. That it's like a fantasy. I don't know. I, I don't know Go either. On. Or we're just supposed to be like sexified by it or whatever. Because whatever. Pitbull. Right, right. So he feels her up from behind. And then this leads to a made-for-TV movie sex scene. Fantastic. She wakes up in the morning alone. But guess what? What? He left her a pair of earrings. Mm. Oh, how nice. Very nice. Now Katie's at work. She is. She gets a rose from Richard. Wow. Wow. And in class, she just... Lovingly stares at Richard. She's lovingly at Richard. I know. Don't you love that? That's awesome I am writing. such a good writer. Yeah. When my novel's done, it's not going to... There's not a writer a raise. When I finish my novel, there are no break lines cut. No break lines. Mm -mm. None. 
And it's going to be the person you think did it is not going to be who you think did it. Because uh -huh. I am a good writer. There you go. Better than Richard. Mm -hmm. So now more and more roses just keep popping up at work. Like she's getting roses. She's got so many roses. She's like Beyonce before a concert. Exactly. Right? She's J-Lo yes. up in there with all the roses she's getting. Mm -hmm. Katie calls Richard, but hangs up when Laura answers. Oh. And her, her co-worker's like, are you okay? Yeah. Katie doesn't answer. No. Nope. So now... Richard and Katie are on a date night. Aww. Guess what they're doing? Making out. Up against the building. Nice. Right. And then as they're kind of like getting into, I mean, there's some serious business going on. Yeah. She's like, we're invisible. We're invisible. I don't even understand what the point of saying that. I mean, I think, I think there's a point that you're supposed to make some connection to the end. Yeah. But I don't see that at all. I, I just didn't get the connection that they're trying to make. Yeah. Kind of like how a break line can be cut and then not work mm -hmm. until it's it convenient. So dur <laughs> during her lunch break, Katie's like, I'm going to go out. Oh. So what does she do? She goes to a restaurant and yep. sits in a, in a table near Richard and Laura who are arguing about Richard having an affair. Interesting. Scene cuts out after he notices Katie. Yeah. Lansing asks if it was hard to see Laura with Richard. And she's like, it was hard for both of us. Cause you know, Richard wants to get rid of, Laura. Obviously, she he tried to kill her. Yeah. Katie tells Richard that she's like, she's like, I don't want to share you anymore with Laura. And he's like, Oh, I love you. I'm writing again because of you. And then he tells her that she's the only thing that makes him feel good and he needs her case. Oh. I mean, what a load of baloney. Right. Oh. There's this big old sandwich full of baloney. Exactly. Detective Lansing tells Katie that the Mini Mart story checks out, except. There's no unidentified witness that came forward. Uh-oh. Oh, you mean, yeah. And then he's like, guess what? Laura's alive. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. All right. At the hospital, Richard refuses a lawyer. He does. He tells King and Rollins that Katie latched. Oh, okay. He's like, yeah, she just wouldn't let go. He's yeah. like, I've never seen her outside of class except at the restaurant. And she's the one that made a big scene. Interesting. Mm-hmm. He wants to know how Katie knows Richard calls Laura an ice queen. And he's like, well, that was a joke between me and Laura. And I talk about it in class. Huh? It's a funny, 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 funny joke funny there, Ricky. You call your wife an ice queen in class. Okay. That's adorable, Rich. Adorable. Adorable. Katie returns home and there's several messages from Richard. In one, he tells her there's a letter he wrote. And in another, he begs to see her the next day. When he calls back, she answers and he tells her he misses her. But the phone never rang. Never rang. Never that. rang. Mm. Dun, dun, dun. Mm. The problem is, is that like little things like that would have made great. Like that's the kind of thing where you get to the end and you're like, oh, yes. Uh -huh. Except you can clearly see through all of the nonsense that they're trying to make. Yep. Sort of. They're trying to make this a film noir. Yep. And it's a big pile of garbage. It's a big poopity smiley dump. Okay. Richard and Katie have a daytime date now. Wow. She's always wanted a daytime date with him. Yeah. He gives her a necklace. Oh. She tries to kiss him and he's like, oh no, there's people around. Oh. Now she's angry. Yep. And she's like, I feel like we don't exist at all. Interesting. I think that's supposed to be foreshadowing, but dun, it's dun, just dun. garbage. He tells Katie he and Laura are divorcing and then they go into the stone structure. What would you call that? It was like at the zoo or something. There's 
like, like a, stone. I don't know what you would call that. Like a gazebo? I don't know what it was. Kind of, but they smooch know. and then they do some other stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. They Then they go to a photo booth and she's at, they're at this closed amusement park. Yep. And mm-hmm. she's like, oh, look at the photo booth. We got to go in there. And so they take pictures and then he gives her an engagement ring. Yeah. And But he says... We're invisible. Yeah. Let's let's just take a break and we may not be back after this. I'm I don't know. Sure. I don't know if we can finish we're this. We're gonna one. get there. Well, maybe we'll see. All right. Well, we're gonna talk in like fast mo- like la, 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 done. <laughs> Look, a photo booth. Do you have any money? Why? Because this is a big day and I want to remember it. No. Come on. No. Come on, please. Some other day, all right? Please, come on. Okay. Come on, just sit down. Oh, I haven't done this since high school. Okay. Here you go. Let me sit on your lap. This is so cool. Okay, one more time. Don't fall asleep over there, Missy. You're looking way, way too comfortable. You got like four pages to read, so you better get. I know. I was getting my energy ready. Okay. Decided to come back. You're welcome. Now you don't have to watch this movie. Yes. Okay. Here we go. Shake it off. All right. Now, Katie shows Brenda the engagement ring while they're shopping. And then we cut back to interrogation because (laughs) why not? Let's do it. Lansing says, why are you still wearing that ring? And Katie doesn't answer. She doesn't answer a lot. Mm -hmm. Neither does Richard. No. There's not a lot of answering of the questions. It's true. There's a lot of flashbacks, though. It's all flashbacks. Here's another one. Here we go. And flashback, Katie walks around Richard's house. They make out on his desk and he carries her upstairs. And it's like, it's actually like the third floor isn't it i mean it feels like it's too it's a very but it's really high and it goes it's a very back and it's forth like stairway. one of those yeah like like one of those, rounded yeah, round big round and yeah. yeah all right so and then he holds her over the banister and Hi, says bye bye laura and then he puts her down and laughs and uh laura comes home oh so katie um hides yeah you know you know a good thing they didn't go and have sex in the bedroom or maybe they did we don't know we don't know all right now back into now we're back at interrogation people okay i'm running out of like words to i know back in interrogation in another flashback back in interrogation in another flashback Yep, that's all we can say so many words case Katie tells Lansing that she didn't hear from Richard for days after that incident. Oh, okay. okay. Now we're back in class. So flashback. Oh my Ooh, gosh, I just too. had the song from, was it Grease 2? Back, back, back to school again. Grease 2. Whoa, whoa, I gotta go back to school. All right. <laughs> Richard asks Katie to stay after class. Wait, we didn't even talk about this. And I meant Which to. Which part? Well, this was hilarious. That classroom is ridiculous. Why did they use that for filming? There is like a, a like a two foot by two foot wide pillar in, in the, the middle, middle of, of the, the room. room. Like, was that supposed to be part of the filming? Or was that like, who booked this room for the classroom? <laughs> it's also quite dark. Like yes. the lighting is terrible in there. But the pillar is literally right next to where Katie sits. Yes. So is it some sort of like film noir thing that I don't understand because I don't Maybe know? Maybe she's invisible. 
Jesus. Christ. I mean, no, you're right. It, okay, I we mean, got it's, nothing. It's like the least of the questions. Yes. All right. So back to class. Richard asked Katie to stay after class. She asks why he didn't call her, and he tells her not to nag him before they even get married. All right. She uh, he <laughs> tries to make out on the desk, and she tells him to stop. He leaves angrily. She nobody, goes. Nobody would do that. Yeah, that's and crazy. And also, he leaves. When case? When was the last time you left a room without your purse? Yeah. When mm-hmm. you're leaving. That's what I was just Girl, about okay. to say. Go ahead. He left his briefcase, and she goes through it, and she finds a story, and she reads it because he's gone that long. When Richard returns, he's angry that she is reading his work. Katie asks if Laura knows about them, and Richard does not respond. And then Katie calls him a jerk and leaves. So all of these manufactured fights, they make no sense. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make sense. She's obsessed with him. Why would she fight with him? It makes no sense. Yep. All right. Now we've got Richard calling Katie on the telephone. She does not answer the phone. He leaves a message telling her to set a date because the divorce is on. It's on, baby. Okay. So later we've got Katie trying on uh, her wedding dress for Brenda while waiting for Richard because they're going to come look at what he's going to come pick her up and they're going to go look at wedding chapel. So can I, is this an opportune time to mention that the divorce is not final? Why is she buying a wedding dress? He told her it was on. Well, he's a liar. Divorce is on. All right. Richard never shows. What a shock. And so Katie calls him. And when Richard answers, she asks what happened to their wedding plans. And Richard is perplexed. Richard tells Katie that she is his student and he will see her in class. And Katie gets off the phone crying and Brenda consoles Why her. Why would you not call the police on somebody who know. calls you up and says, but we're what happened married. to our wedding plans? Yes. All right. Lansing now, because now we're in the present time in the Again, interrogation yes. room, gives her a tissue and asks why Richard would put Katie through that. And she has no answer again. Because there is no answer. Yep. Okay. Now, now we're going to flash back again, ladies Here and gentlemen. And Katie is reading Richard's novel, My Perfect Alibi. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now Would we're going to flash forward. If you cut someone's brake line. No. Now we're going to flash forward. We're at the hospital and Richard denies being at the mini mart. He says Katie is a wallflower, a back of the room student. Ouch! Dang! That Detective stings. King asks Richard to talk about um, the letters. He, uh, Richard says that Katie wrote a dozen letters to him, all of which he threw away. How convenient. Richard says that he found Katie rifling through his briefcase and mentions the wedding plans phone call, but he thought she was just a harmless crush. Somebody who calls you up to ask about wedding plans is yeah. harmless crush. I think it's gone a little yeah. bit further than that, Richard. Richard. But, yeah. Richard, stop being, um, stop prowling. Mm-hmm. All right. So still in present time, Richard uh, Rollins asks Richard if he and Laura fought about Katie. And Richard says no, just disagreements because Laura's a jealous type. What, dude? Well, she was his student once. I don't know if I put that in the script, but she was his student. It's true. So maybe she should be a little jealous and worried. He tells Rollins that Katie was trying to worm her way into his marriage. And then the doctor comes to tell Richard that Laura's gone. She has passed away. Then now we'll cut to we're still in the present time. So don't Don't don't, get excited. We're not going back yet. Not going back yet. 
We've got Lansing telling Katie that Laura died. Lansing asks if Katie still loves Richard and asks why Katie didn't break off the relationship. And she says that she tells Lansing that Richard would not go away. Yeah, Richard is stalking her. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Now we're going to flash back. Here we go. Okay. Richard meets Katie in a bar telling her she's too thin. That was weird. Mm-hmm. She tells him she didn't come to be insulted. He gives her a manila envelope. It's his finished novel, and he tells her it's all because of her. He asks her to help him. So here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Two scenes ago, two yep. flashbacks ago, he's mad because she's reading his manuscript, but yep. now he gives her the manuscript. Mm-hmm. Presumably the same one, right? Because he hasn't written. Continue to try to make sense of these things. I know it makes no sense. Just... None of this makes sense. Mm-hmm. She's in love with them, and then all of a sudden she's not. He's mad because she's reading a manuscript that he ends up giving her. None of this movie makes sense. It's it's a big steaming pile of what is happening. Yep. Not film noir. I'll There's tell a big you what's happening. Between garbage than film noir. Here's what's happening. Katie Katie tells Brenda that Richard asked her to help him get rid of Laura. Oh no. Brenda says that's insane and you need to go to the police. It's true. But Katie doesn't. She doesn't. Mm-hmm. Katie then tells Detective Lansing in present that the novel was about murdering Laura, getting the money, and marrying Richard. That Katie and was. Richard were getting married. Of course married. that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So now we're flashing back again. Stay with me. Richard shows up at Katie's work once again, asking why she hasn't returned his calls. She tells him that she read the book, and he tells Katie that if she tells, nobody will believe her. Nobody's going to believe you. She arrives home after dark to a ransacked house. Oh, no. I wonder who did it. The letters and Richard's manuscript are gone. Oh, no. Who wonder who did it? Katie tells Lansing that she never reported the break-in. Oh, no. I wonder what not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now we're back in prison. Okay. At the hospital. At the hospital. And Rollins asks if Laura is Richard's first marriage. And he says, actually, Uh-oh. nope, it's my third. Uh-oh working on my fifth they've been married for five years detective king says i'm pretty sure you murdered her you're going to jail baby Mm -hmm. meanwhile we've got lansing asking katie for more evidence to prove that richard and katie were together katie tells lansing that richard and laura couldn't have children how is that evidence that they were together because he knows she knows things you know what i mean now we're flashing back again okay Laura's in a window is window shopping at a baby clothing store when Katie comes up and they speak briefly. Katie then approaches her at a coffee shop and tells Laura that she's having an affair with Richard. Oh, oh. Katie tells Laura that Richard is planning to kill her. And Laura, guess what? She leaves. Yeah. I mean, she what leaves. would you do, right? Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then you go home and never say anything to your spouse about it. That no. makes sense. Uh-huh. Okay. So now we're cut to class again. And a distracted Richard lets the class out early. He just can't keep it together. He is losing his bananas at this point. Katie tries to speak to Richard and in front of everyone, he tells her to stop bothering him and his wife. It is a bizarre scene, but also Mm -hmm. if a student is bothering you and your wife, what you would do is have them removed from your class rather than yelling at them in front of the entire class. I would. That's just how protocol works in situations where someone is stalking you. Mm-hmm. I that's would, just me. I would hope so. Yeah, you'd think. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, Detective Lansing tells Katie that to a jury, Katie would be as guilty as Richard. And then asks if anyone can verify what 
Katie's been telling him. Yeah, about you know this. anybody who's who can prove that you guys had an affair? And she says you got to talk to Brenda. Yeah, talk okay, to Brenda. Talk to Brenda. But we don't see Brenda again. Mm. That's all by phone. Yep. So now we've got Richard filling out paperwork at the hospital. King asks how Katie knew he and Laura were having trouble conceiving, and he says, "I don't know. I don't know." All right. Now we've got Katie flashback again people right yeah suddenly this, this waking up another scene that's just so creepy thinking that richard is there and after finding his black gloves on her dresser she puts one on in bed and does stuff to herself yeah it's mm-hmm. creepy very creepy all right now flash forward again and we've got detective T- king telling richard that he will probably be arrested. Should have got a lawyer. Mm-hmm. When Rollins asks what his novel is about, he s- tells them. Rollins responds, it's kind of like what Katie says you did. And Richard says, well, that's fiction. I write murder mysteries. Uh, Detective King asks if he's had previous ap- affairs. Oh, And he admits to affairs, oh. but not with Katie. He's like, not, mm. not that girl that sits in the back of the room. Mm-hmm. All right. Now. Still in the present, Lansing is asking Katie why Richard would go to, wait, why Richard would go to Laura, Brenda, but not the police. And Katie says she didn't think that he would go through with it. So Lansing tells Katie that Brenda verified her story, but never saw Richard with Katie. Right. So Lansing says nobody can corroborate her story. And she says that he, Richard, did that on purpose so nobody would believe her. Right. Lansing says, well, that's not enough. I need proof of an affair. So in yet another flashback, we've got Richard calling Katie. Ring, 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 ring. Hi, Katie. Everything is set. And I'm going to kill Laura. And she says, I can't let you. Katie then is in her car and she's following Laura in her car. And we're back to the scene at the beginning of the movie. The trope of driving down the mountain and your brakes aren't working. But you keep accelerating. Yes. Now, Katie, now at this point, we realize that Katie seems to realize that Laura's car is sabotaged. Right. And she's honking and wait, like now. Yeah, she's like, stop, stop. Now it looks like she's desperately trying to get Laura to pull over, but she doesn't. And Laura's car goes goes over the embankment and Katie just drives off. Bye. Okay. Now, Detective Lansing says to Katie in the interrogation room, you put your life in danger trying to warn Laura. He asks her to show him the book, the letter, and the pictures. Okay. Katie replies that she only has one picture left, but she hid it. Right. The one that she took of him in class that even he admitted she took. Mm -hmm. He calls her a love-struck student obsessed with her teacher. She says she knew he wouldn't believe her. He says, Lansing says, there's no evidence of any affair with Richard. Katie says, but I have proof. And she empties her purse and Richard's (gasps) glove falls out. Oh my gosh. Katie shows Detective Lansing. Are you ready, people? Oh my gosh, the big reveal. Let's go, Case. The photo booth pictures. She tells Lansing, this was the happiest day of my life. Oh my gosh, and it's about to become the worst day of her life. Detective Lansing looks at the photos, looks at her, looks at the photos, looks at her, (laughs) looks at the photos, looks at her, tells her she's been very helpful. (laughs) Lansing's then says to Jackson, hey, 
make Katie comfortable. Yep. He tells tells her, Jackson's going to take really good care of you. Katie shakes Detective Lansing's hand and thank you very much. And then they thank go you very much. Now we've got Detective Lansing walking just ahead of Katie and Officer Jackson. In comes Detectives King and Rollins with Richard. Oh. Kate, Katie passes. She smiles. She's smiling. She's Lansing happy to see Richard. Shows Richard the photo booth picture. He looks up and Katie smiles as she's passing him. We see the photo booth pictures. They are of Katie holding up the photo of Richard. <laughs> and scene. I mean... Obviously, get it? Yeah, you get the, it? Yeah, the big reveal is that she's crazy. She never was with Richard. There you go. But 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 here's the question. Yeah. Who murdered who? Was there even a murder? Did she just go off the road because because Katie was driving so close? See what somebody sabotaged the brake line? Was it Katie that did that? See, this is what happens like if someone like me were to actually write. Like, I have a good idea. Here's a great idea. Student thinks that she's having an affair, imagines it all with this teacher. And... Which is a great concept. Yes. Actually, I like that. And if it hadn't but been I so noticeable. But I couldn't see it through to fruition. Right. But it also, there was, it was so heavy handed. It wasn't noir. There wasn't anything like that whole thing with the phone not ringing would have been a great like little red herring, not even a red herring, would have been a great sign. Something is amiss here. But the problem is, is that this whole movie was amiss. Like, was he even at the mini mart? Was there even a robbery? This is, is there why. a murder? Here's... She's getting arrested for what? There's uh -huh. no proof of a murder. I so I think that the whole reason they made this movie was for the soft porn part of it. Truly. Yeah. Like I mean, it seems it like was... that's all that they concentrated on. When yes. it could have been an amazing story. Because the truth of the matter is, right until the pictures were shown. I was like, did she, didn't she, did she, didn't she? Like, I truly did not know because- well, we still don't know. All we know is that she was crazy. Well, no, did she, Richard. didn't she have an affair with him? That was my oh. did she, didn't Oh, didn't no, she. I figured out that that wasn't true pretty, pretty, oh, pretty early on because Whatever. when he rubbed her, when he rubbed her shoulders, I was like, no, okay, that didn't happen. But what was she getting arrested for? We don't even know there was actually a murder. Like, we know Laura's dead. Do we know? Do we though? Well, I don't even know. No, we don't know anything. We don't know anything. I think the concept was, it, it's a good story, but the way that they did the murder, like it should have been a totally different kind of thing. Yep. You know, like poisoner, whatever it is. You know what I mean? Yep. It, in the end, it's just a professor saying he didn't have an affair with a student, even though he's had multiple affairs and married at least one. Yep. And a wife who's super rich and is now underneath her car in a ditch. And we don't even know why. Katie could have just run her off the road. Yep. It just it just fell apart. It 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 just the what's the story? Yep. I didn't understand. Like, <laughs> why are you arresting her? We we know she's crazy, but you can't arrest someone for being crazy and obsessed. She's going to the loony bin, Becky. But if it really happened the way Richard said it did, then he should have gone to the police. It's true. You know, neither one of them went to the police. So do we even have a story? I don't know. I don't know. All I know is case i did a little research i'm sure you did a little tiny bit of research on uh, whether okay. cutting the brake line is feasible for a murder <laughs> of course you did i had to i know so this is what i found i love this and, and the internet did not disappoint there of was so not. much someone on is a cute quora quora yep wrote yep. this this normally only happens in american movies <laughs> unless you have seriously upset a quite incompetent gangster or failed assassin this method ranks very low on the 
quote unquote, effective ways to kill someone index. Awesome. I love it. All right. I, and I put the whole, the whole thread. I have the link in the show notes if you want to look at it. All right. Case. Yeah. For the month of month, munch? Munch. For the month of March. <laughs> For the month of March. Yes. We're going back to the eighties. All right. I chose two movies. Yeah. And I found true stories behind them. Very, very interesting. Excellent. So the first one is called Shattered Innocence from 1988. Cannot wait. The other is called The High Price of Passion from 1986. Pop, 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 Passion. Pop. Oh, that's fashion. Oh, it's, it's pop. Price <laughs> of Passion. Pop. Yes. Do you have a favorite TV movie from the 70s, 80s, or 90s you'd like us to review? Let us know. You can find us on our socials. We're on Facebook at Made for TV Movie Club podcast on Twitter at TV Movie Club Pod One and on Instagram at Made underscore four underscore TV underscore movie underscore club. She doesn't or, even have anymore. Right? Give the hashtag MF TV MC podcast a goog okay. and you'll find us. You can listen to us on all your favorite podcast channels, including Anchor. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, Deezer, and iHeartRadio. If you love us as much as we love you, and we do, we do. Give us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Facebook and tell your friends about us. Until next time, we'll see you right here in the clubhouse. clubhouse. Dun, 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 dun,